BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Ladies and gentlemen, just wanted to give you a quick heads up for this episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. It is not suitable for children. Um, it never should be. Don't let your kids listen to this podcast. But anyways, if you have the kids in the car and you're driving elementary, turn this shit off. And now, time for the podcast. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to an episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Um, we're just going to get right into it. He's here. He's queer. And he looks better than I do, as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the studio. Wellness update on Raymond Padilla. Hi, look at this studio. Look at the studio. My first time. How do, what do you think? I'm impressed. Um, I'm happy that it's just not under construction like last summer. I know. It was a fucking disaster. Disaster. It was just a lot. It was a lot. There was a lot happening. Uh-huh. You were constantly in panic attacks. Yeah, because I just- There was just I, tarps everywhere. My lungs were just filled with sawdust. It during was, a lung pandemic. Co- mm-hmm. Yeah, a lung pandemic. <laughs> um, Ray, how you been? Wellness update. You know, you're the number one. I get so many voicemails about you. People are worried, concerned. Amber alert. Where's Ray? <laughs> I know I should share my location with you, but then I think you'll just be too nosy and you'll just be constantly harassing me. Can I tell you, I share my location with like like 10 people. I didn't even know I shared my location. So if you share your location with me, I will. I promise I will only look at it in dire moments. Got it. Got now, it. Now, do I track my sister because I'm constantly worried about her? Yes. yes. Okay. But that's, yes. you know. I like did it with my, I like one time was like, I'm like walking through a park at night alone in New York. Like, this is how you, this is how every SVU starts. Yes. You know what I mean? And then my roommates from LA were like, you need to share your location. And I was like, okay. And then like three weeks ago when I was on a bender, they were like, mm, you're still out. It's 4 a.m. Why are you still out? This yeah. is not your house. And I was like, how do you know that? Uh-huh. You forgot. And then because I forgot. when you needed them as you were walking through Tompkins Square Park, you were like, I'm going to share. But then mm-hmm. comes back and bites you. Comes back. It just, it's not good. It's- Speaking of not good, but also being great, we got to talk about our adventure we went on last night. Oh, my God. We hit two very iconic strip clubs in Atlanta, GA, last (laughs) night. And if you've never been to the Claremont Lounge, it's where strippers and dreams go to die. But damn it, if you don't thrive. Uh, We hit the Claremont Lounge, and then we went over to Swingin' Richards on the west side, which is literally men doing the helicopters. So where do we even start? Well, I don't know. Do we start with the woman who had a chain hanging from— her, her, her labia. Uh-huh. There was a labia piercing. Uh-huh. Now, for those of y'all who don't know about the Claremont Lounge, it's a little bit more of a rough around the edges kind of vibe. It's in the basement of now the the now refurbished Claremont Hotel. Chic hotel. Very chic hotel, but it was a motel and an abandoned building for like 50 years. Uh-huh. It's 100% haunted. Yeah. 
And then the basement, though, has always been this place called the Claremont Lounge. It's cash only. Power lesbians are running this tiny bar. I mean, they serve you, you know, walk me down shots and a little like paper cup pin it that you take like, know, you know, know, medicine in a loony bin. You know, very yeah. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, yeah. very Queen's Gambit when yes. she was being drugged at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have gotten hard alcohol there. That you was, did. You were uh, getting Dirty Shirley's. Dirty, I'm back on my Dirty Shirley. Explain bringing, what a Dirty Shirley is. So if, listeners, a Dirty Shirley is a Shirley Temple with vodka. Yes. So you just get a Shirley Temple, uh-huh. like the kid you were born to be, and then you just throw in some fucking vodka. I used to thrive on Shirley Temples on cruise ships when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And then I brought the Dirty Shirley back because one of my girlfriends used to drink them in college. Yeah. And then I started drinking them. And then after college, I cut the vodka. I'm like, no vodka person. Right. We went more to tequila. Tequila. I'm yeah. back on the vodka. And now I'm back on the vodka. Be- I love it. Because New York, no one knows how to make a margarita. So oh. I had to switch. So I had to pivot, yeah. which has just led to many a mistake. Many a mistake. <laughs> so we walk into the um, Claremont Lounge last night. Ray orders a Dirty Shirley. I order a Bud Light after being on a cleanse. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest, fucking refreshing. I I love a crisp beer. I do. I, I love a beer. I'm out on beer. It's for lesbians and fatties. Okay. And wow. <laughs> Both of which we are. Okay. I'm just You're the kidding. lesbian. I'm the fatty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Claremont Lounge is this very iconic old school staple in Atlanta where, the, you know, you're not going to get that Magic City treatment where the, the strippers are, I don't know, you know, they have vision. Um, all their limbs. Like, you're not getting that. You're getting a, a lady in her 50s who's got a solid cesarean scar mm-hmm. and maybe a jingle jangle, jangle hanging from her puss. Yeah. And she's in like, you know, just, just a casual culotte and a sensible sandal. Yeah. It's not hustlers. No. no. Like, people need to, we need to be clear. This is not hustlers. Mm-mm. This is not the movie with J-Lo and fucking all those girls. Okay, this is if a strip club was in the back of one of those like semi gas stations that you see on the side of the highway where you're like, mm-hmm. you guys get murdered here. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. This is where they go. If you didn't know that they weren't turning tricks, you'd think they were turning tricks, but they're not. No. They're, it's actually very tame. Yes. So last night a woman got up and she had on, again, if there's any children listening, let's change the channel. <laughs> but I've said this many times, your children should never listen to this podcast. Correct. Um, there was a woman, I'd say she looked like a Deborah. She was about in her 50s, had long reddish hair, had a, had a thick root, no makeup on, not didn't even brush through her brow. Target t-shirt. Target probably, t-shirt. Probably. She, yeah, she had on a nice like Skechers uh, sneaker and then she had on a little skirt and she had a, what would you call it? Like a flogging. It was a leather flogging whip. whip. And she would lift up her skirt. Clearly, neither of us are into BDSM, which is a good sign. We're not. We're not. <laughs> I like a soft Tempur-Pedic pillow. Uh-huh, thank just you. Just smush my face in, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And then she kept lifting up her skirt and fla- flogging her puss with, with, the, with the whip. It was bizarre. It was so, and it was like, you know, you have those like fancy, like Hermes, like leather, like keychains you get. That's uh-huh. what it looked like, like fringe. Yes. And she was just like, Beaten it up. No, it was like a boondoggle. Remember you'd make those at camp? Yes, yeah. Well, no, I didn't go to camp. I, I'm not, I don't. I you went know. to medical camp. Well, that wasn't really camp. That was more of an educational experience. Like we were at the Berkeley dorms. Okay, and how long did you last at medical camp? It was eight days. I made it all eight days. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis is still gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, California, that- California's not really a big conversion place. Uh-huh. So yes. But did you leave the, like, did you, 
did you go into the camp to learn about medicine or did you go because you they needed a diagnosis? They're like, we don't know what this rash is. We're going to send him away for eight days and hope that when we pick him up on Sunday, we know what's wrong. So I was deeply closeted and I went hoping that I'd find a um, McDreamy a la Grey's Anatomy and like nice. maybe tickle a pickle at, you know, yeah. young, ripe age of 15. Of course. And then decide whether or not I wanted to be a doctor. And none of those things happened. Can I be honest with you as your one of your best friends? I would say if you were a doctor now, you're highly educated, very intelligent guy, but your bedside manner would be horrific. <laughs> yeah, multiple lawsuits. There would be mul- multiple lawsuits. You wouldn't even get a insurance policy. They would be like, huge liability. This bedside manner is terrible. Uh-huh. Like, ma'am, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's not looking good. Yeah. I would be, uh, what's his face in the undoing? Just like getting... Having an appropriate relationship. What's his name? He just got nominated for an Emmy. Colin Hugh, Firth. No, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Yeah. You know, sleeping with the mom with a kid who has cancer. You know what? I didn't watch The Undoing, so you really, really just ruined it for I me. didn't, though. He, I didn't say, I didn't give away the spoilers. I just said he slept with one of the moms. Okay. That's, that's revealed in the first episode. Watch The Undoing. I don't want to watch stop The Undoing. Stop being a drama elitist. I'm not a Did drama elitist. Did you study elitist. theater? I did. And Aren't you know you a what? thespian? I am a thespian. Thanks for calling me out on the podcast. <laughs> Mom, dad, if you're hearing this now, I'm a thespian. I am a thespian, but I like to watch joyful things right now because I still think the world's in a dark place. I know, but it's it's culture. It's pop culture. I it's Nicole the, Kidman. I watched the first two episodes of The Undoing. That You had the, the kind of crazy eccentric, what was it? Like slutty younger mom who's trying yes. to be accepted into the society yes. and then she died. Yes. yes. And I was like, <clears throat> snooze. I know, but it was just like, it was so camp. You had to love it. Okay, I guess, but <laughs> not going to go back. Figured it out. <laughs> So we see this woman with a jingle jangle hanging hanging from her vagina. Another woman had a cesarean scar. We had another lady who was just, I mean, she was probably pushing 73. One you good have tooth. way more details because I strategically positioned myself behind a pole. You did. You, you were did. like, do you want to do you want to move over? And I was like, no, nah, I want to read every bumper sticker on this pole. I have been assaulted by coming here. Yeah. yeah. But I knew what I was getting. I've been there many times with you. And it's I was a great just like, place. this is what it is. And I found the, the best seat in the house when you're a gay man. Yep. That doesn't want to see box. Doesn't want to see it. You were hiding. I was hiding. Hey, shout out to Josh, who um, I met at the Claremont Lounge. Oh really wonderful straight man. I don't know if he's single. Didn't even get, get there yet. I think he was. 32. 32 and single? No, 42 and single. 42 and single. Wow. Josh, if you're listening to this, thanks for buying me a drink. I, You know, he was a very tall, uh, handsome gentleman. And he was like, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, yeah, sure. He buys us a drink and we're just yes. having a nice conversation. And then Josh threw a curveball at me. Yeah. He was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I really enjoy your podcast. Podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay, your girlfriend's got to be here. She listens. And he's like, no, no, no. You like really just you, you help me talk through a hard time. And I just want to say, I love that episode with you and your mom. I'm like, oh, he fucking listens. Yeah. So shout out to straight single Josh in his 40s, who's big listener of the podcast. And I ran into him at the Claremont Lounge. You might run into him there too. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for, he was tall. He was like maybe 6'4". There were a lot of handsome single guys. It's, it's an iconic place. It's mm-hmm. a staple in Atlanta. You go there late night and you have a fucking great time. Amen. Now, as we were leaving, I put this on the Instagrams. Cole Sprouse, <laughs> one of the Riverdale kids, was there with maybe a friend or maybe by himself. He, I couldn't tell. I, he was there with somebody, but I didn't know what the relation was. Yeah, I think they were they looked like office buddies. Yeah. And as we were walking office out. Office buddies. Star of Riverdale has an office buddy. Yeah, but you know, like, <laughs> it looked like somebody from the crew. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing gossipy there. Just looked like somebody. No shade to Cruz. No shade to Cruz. <laughs> Grateful for that union. <laughs> As we were walking out, the security guards were like, hey, Cole, can we get a photo with you, man? Now, mind you, I'm with Chloe Feynman from SNL, uh-huh. Casey, who's been on the Kaminsky Method, and me, who's been on a, you know, 
a Christmas movie on Netflix that no one's seen because it hasn't come out yet. So, Weren't you on a Christmas movie on that one network too? Uh, BET. Yep. That's yeah, what it was. Yep, no, yep, no, yep. no. TV One. TV One. TV One. TV One. You love a Christmas movie. I thrive around the holidays. I don't know why you're not making more of them. Why aren't you on the, why aren't you the queen of the Hallmark Channel? I'm trying to be the queen of the Hallmark well, Channel. Well, try harder. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't think I'm Hallmark Channel appropriate. Uh, Lori Laughlin was, and she went to jail. If she, she went to jail, there's nothing you could yeah, do. Yeah, but we didn't see that coming. I am very <laughs> upfront and forward about my crimes. <laughs> you're not really doing crimes. I'm not doing crimes, but I, I have a podcast where I talk about a lady who has a jingle jangle coming out of her vagina. Well, that's okay. Yeah, but I don't think Lori Laughlin had a podcast about that. <laughs> well, she could have. I'll tell you what, I am having a damn good time this summer drinking my Vizzy Hard Seltzers because they just dropped an all-watermelon variety pack that's hitting the shelves this July. And if you haven't gotten it, it's freaking amazing. Uh, what makes Vizzy so incredible? Well, it's extracted from the superfruit Acerola Cherry. So that's where you get the vitamin C kick in Vizzy that they are known for. Again, it is extracted from the superfruit Acerola Cherry, which has amazing antioxidants. So why would you not drink a seltzer that is basically like an immune immunity boost. Hello, this is a no-brainer. Obviously, you know I freaking love Vizzy. Literally, I have kept my fridge in my bar in the basement stocked with my Vizzies because they're fresh, crisp, and absolutely delicious. Here's the deal. Um, with Vizzy Watermelon, you can enjoy refreshment now with antioxidant vitamin C. And at 5% alcohol by volume, only 100 calories and one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to V-I-Z-Z-Y hardseltzer.com slash absolutely. That's Vizzy hardseltzer.com slash absolutely. To get updates on our latest flavor drops and more, sign up for your emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com backslash subscribe. Must be 21 or over. Vizzy, you know it. You love it. Get that watermelon pack. Let's go. So we're coming out and literally we're all, we've all had a couple drinks and we're just dying laughing. So I just start aggressively screaming, I'm on a Netflix Christmas movie. It hasn't come out yet. And literally Chloe's like, oh my God. <laughs> Casey starts screaming, I'm on Kaminsky Method. I mean, we're having a laugh. Uh -huh. So then Chloe stops to take a photo with Cole. And Cole, of course, has, God bless him. He's like a huge star. I mean, he has 35 million followers on Instagram. Is it that many? Yes. Wow. Follows no one. Major power play. Wow, let me look at that. Yeah. Wow, I'll keep going. Yeah. And needless to say, he took a photo with Chloe and I tagged him in it. And this morning I woke up to all these, these messages of him being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But it was just really humbling. Like never forget, even in your own town, they don't care who you are, even though I've been going to the fucking Claremont Lounge forever. He must have three Instagrams. Because here's the thing. He follows no one. Yeah. Now, this isn't even important, but 35 million followers follows no one. And then he has a second account where it's like his whatever joke account. 5 million follows only himself. But like, do you know how exhausting it would be to log on to Instagram and search your friend every time? He must have a Finsta. Oh, they all have Finsta. I know. I'm just saying. It's wild. Yeah, you guys had no shame. Literally, none of you had shame. We were just standing there. You're screaming, I'm a star. And then Chloe's like, I'm going, Cole, I'm going to need a pick. So and you were like, I got it. So we take the photo with him and then I tag him in all these videos. And then this morning, Cole Sprouse from the sweet life of Zach and Cody is DMing me. And he's like, do you know how horrific this is to wake up to? I was like, sorry, bro. What happens at the Claremont? He was like, I'm totally down. Goes on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, so here we are. So then I take the whole crew. I take you guys across town to Swing and Richards. Which, by the way, finally. Yeah. Finally. Like, I have a bone to pick with you. I've been to the Claremont Lounge like a hundred times at this point. I've asked to go to Swing and Richards many times. And I just continue to be oppressed by you. Okay, stop. I'm so sick of this <laughs> virtue signaling victim bullshit. The last time we tried to go to Swing and Richards, it was daylight savings. <laughs> So call Mother Nature and get upset with her. We literally rolled up. And because what, we sprung forward. Yes, we sprung forward. You yeah. fall forward or spring back? You spring forward, forward. fall back. It was, right? yes, it was spring. It was around my birthday. And we sprung yes. forward and we get there. And we think it's only 1 a.m., but it was actually now 2 a.m. Uh-huh. So we, we're like banging on the door and you're like, y'all, it's, it's, it's over. Day, it's daylight savings. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. It was the worst. But I've been dying to go. We finally did it. Yeah, and what was your... Tell the audience how you felt. So, I mean, I knew it wasn't... Okay, it was a Wednesday. So I was prepared for it not to be wild. But then Mm -hmm. we made the best of it, the best we could. We did the best we could. It was... Maybe 12 people total in the whole joint. Eight? Yeah, maybe eight. We were a party of five? Yeah, we were... (laughs) Party of five. We were a party of five. There were maybe eight people there. We walked in. There was no one on the stage when we got there. I don't think. I, no, they was they were in a break period, so we went straight to the bar, and we were like, "Okay, we gotta just we gotta figure this out. We're just uh-huh. gonna, we're gonna go for it. We're gonna get drinks." And is that when he came out the first the, the the man the man, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know how to describe this. Like, obviously, you know, we've all gotten a little glimpse of the man in the shower and sex life, but the man who came out up on the stage. And I've been to Swing and Richards many a time, and usually it's packed. Like on a Wednesday afternoon at happy hour, it's fucking rocking. This gentleman got up. I think his name was like Jason. He looks like a Jason. Fully tatted, strong He's white like male. Beefy, bulky. Beefy. Probably would you say like six four? Yeah, six four, but like broad chest, like football player, but not like fit. Yeah. And he had tats everywhere. Tats from like his chin down to his penis. His penis. <laughs> and he dropped his pants and it was No, no, they weren't pants, babe. They were long denim shorts. <laughs> I need you to know that. I need you to set this scene for people. I didn't know they were denim. They were they were like denim shorts, like almost like capri pants. They were so long because he's like such a straight bro vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know when you see a guy who bought denim shorts like in 2000, he's uh-huh. still wearing them. Yeah. That's what he was wearing with like, I think like Nike sneaks. No, he did have Nike sneakers on, but the kind that you'd wear if you work in the back of a restaurant. They yes. Have like the, the slip resistance, which is honestly- Smart. A, occupational hazard. That stage could get slippery Slick. quick. It could get sticky. Slick. He, this guy didn't even dance. He no. drops his pants and just walked well, up he teased, and down. He teased us first. He, oh he, yeah! Remember, he pulled it down just so you saw the tip of the shaft. Yeah, and we're like, "What's going on? Is he gonna? Is he gonna bust a move? Like, yeah. is he Joe Manganiello and Magic Mike? We don't know what's happening." And then you were like, "Give him a dollar," and I tucked it in the top of his jorts. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he unzips, and it was bigger than the microphone I'm speaking in. It, I would say, it was at least fourteen inches. It was like as big inches. as your arm. Big as my arm. It was like your arm fell out of his pants, and everybody gasped, and they were like, "It was like t- an audible like." <gasps> Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And I mean, we have never laughed. I was laughing so hard at one point. My mouth was just open and I was just making this noise. <laughs> like I was breathing and laughing in and out, but I was not actually making no, noise. We, we like, we did the first gasp and then it was just like, you're just sitting next to the person hitting them, just hitting them being mm-hmm. like, do you see this? Do we all see this? I can't look away, but hit me back so that we know that we're seeing the same thing. So then at, obviously- after- And he just strutted around he- for like a solid five. And just walked around, 
just you gotta have hardcore confidence to do the minimum, the bare minimum on a stage where you're like, my dick's so big, I can just walk it back and forth. Yes. Up and down. He didn't even walk to the beat of the music. There was no pep in his step. There wasn't one gyration. Not a. And we screamed, helicopter. And he was like, I can't. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what that is. I don't ever work this hard. It was insane. I like, we need to find, it was crazy. Now, the other gentleman who was a uh, an African king. He literally, he was from Africa. So that guy went off stage and we were like, wow, we've seen it all. We've if seen this it is, all. If this is the only dong we see tonight and th- there were the five of the eight people here, it's okay. Because that was an experience of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then and proceed. Then the African king, he came out. He uh, most ripped. ripped. He was like lean, uh-huh. thin, like literally Magic Mike body. Yes. Like he was a dancer, tall, long legs. Now he did have a thing. His penis equal, well, not as large, but equally as girthy. Very, not as long. No, I would say his was longer and not as thick. You know what? I had about seven Bud Lights at this point. <laughs> <laughs> now, at one point, he's doing the grind of Magic Mike, but then his penis kept kind of dipping down on the floor. Another occupational hazard. Uh-huh. I'm just going to throw this out there. If anybody's an attorney, shout out to the Georgia Law Lady. But you could really get some, you could do, you have probably a couple cases on your hands. Yeah. Well, let's just be honest. He was doing this move where he was like basically doing a plank, but then grinding. But his yeah. huge fucking dick was just hanging out of the zipper. And his penis was holding the plank. And it was and he was uncircumcised ladies. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go there. And he was he, he was playing just the tip with the stage and that other guys Nike sneaks were just on there and his dick was touching it and I was like So Ray Ooh. and I were we were taking out I mean I was taking out a little bit cuz the whole time I'm like hey he might get a splinter. Mm-hmm. And if you're uncircumcised it could get sucked up in there. You don't see it coming. You don't That's know how to right. find it to get it out. But I'm sure they they wipe right after. I mean they have to. They must. They must. I mean, and of course, I had my shout out to Mega Babe wipes. I literally had Mega Babe wipes in my purse, and after every lap dance and stuff, I'd be like, "Guys, here's a Mega Babe wipe." Uh-huh. Now, you know, I can't really go to strip clubs. Like, if I go to a strip club with like two other girlfriends, I have that face where everybody, especially in the South, every stripper thinks that I used to work with them. Mm-hmm. They'll come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, wait a minute, Allison, Tiffany, Michelle, who are you?" And I'm like, "Honey, we have never worked together, but I will take a lap dance and uh-huh. a shot out of your titties." Uh-huh. So I just I I vibe, I thrive in a strip club. It's where I'm happy. I like the people. I like the artistic challenge. Our African king who came and then eventually gave one of us a lap dance. He was literally like, "Oh, oh, he we we got more than." a lap dance we got to tell him that he we watched him wrap his dick around somebody's wrist mm-hmm. like it was a watch like a handcuff and a handcuff and then he dragged him across the stage yeah with his penis handcuff oh i mean it was just it was an experience <laughs> we were giggling and then honestly i thought about calling my agent and being like this guy's got fucking talent yeah he should he should be on the stage in vegas no not even vegas he should be i mean if you can do that with your penis what else can you do with just your mind and a motivation, you I know? I don't really care. I just want to, I, you know, use what God gave you. Yeah. Let him just work his dick. But he had great teeth. He had a great smile. He had a beautiful voice. He was very nice, too. Very gentlemanly. That was the thing. He was like, is this okay every time we... We, we got a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, it's A-okay. And I'm texting Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> but... This man may have a splinter in the end of his dick, but this is a great time. Jeff's like, good. Good for you, sweetie. Yeah. yeah. But other strip clubs, like regular, like, 
you know, high-end strip clubs when I go in, immediately they're like, you've got that familiar face. And I've always said my sense of style is old Hollywood glam with a splash of trash. And if the splash of trash is the fact that I look like I may have danced at one point, then I'm fucking thriving. That's kind of good. Call Vogue, you know? Oh my God. If your first cover of Vogue is not you on a strip pole. I will be very upset. I'll be devastated. So, anyways, we've had a big day out in Atlanta. We we harassed a Riverdale kid. Um, but what else is going on with you in New York? What's the vibe? How was, you know, how's the bike? You're still riding around cruising. Yeah, I'm still cruising for a bruising, mm-hmm. hurting for a squirting, all the yeah, above. Yeah, hurting for, okay. Whoa. <laughs> Can I tell you one of the things I'm not is hurting for a squirt? Well, you better not be because you got a, your husband sleeping in your bed with you. Yeah, yeah but who says hurting for a squirting? Those who haven't been squat. In a while. Oh, got it. Got it. Got <laughs> it. And I guess on my end, I'd be doing the squirting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. you hopefully both are. No, but I'm talking about, you know, when a woman squirts, it's a different yes. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. But, you know. Whatever. Which I've watched a couple of videos on it, and I honestly cannot tell the difference between that and peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I, someone sent me an article that said the girls who do it in pornography, sex workers, um, they uh, often is pee. They fake it. M- maybe that, that is. That makes sense. And I already have a tiny urethra, and so I don't need to challenge what is already... It's like you work that into every conversation. It's, it is very small. It's like, hi, my name's Heather McMahon. My interesting fact is that I have a small urethra. I do. Not that I'm hilarious. Your- not that I'm like... A f- you know, a kind person, but I have a tiny urethra. What's your interesting fact, right? Uh, oh, that's a great question. I'm mm. actually highly skilled at learning languages. Oh, didn't know that one. I've learned Spanish. Como se dice? Uh, como se dice que? Yeah. 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 Um, I've learned Spanish, Italian. Oh, I was terrible at German and English. Great. We're still working on the English. You know, I talk a lot. We all do. But I talk specifically a lot on here. And then there are days where, hey, I need to have a little private talk. And who do I have a private talk with? Well, my therapist that I found on Talkspace. Talkspace is an awesome app that basically makes it easy to connect with licensed therapists on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment or having to go anywhere. You know, damn it, even put pants on if you don't want. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medicated prescription services. They can help you set goals with your therapist and they can help make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times. They literally have, I mean, it's anything you could imagine that you want to talk about, they have somebody who's licensed in it. You can rescind and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Thousands of licensed therapists are available for you to match with. They have therapists are experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more just to help you start feeling better. Because honestly, that's what it's all about. And you're not in this alone. And there's somebody there to chit chat with you. So why not find them through Talkspace? Start feeling better with a single message. Match with the licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code ABSOLUTELY. That's $100 off when you use code ABSOLUTELY at Talkspace.com. Okay, so you're still in New York. So I'm still in New York, riding the bike, doing my thing. Um, It's, I don't know, it's it's really interesting because I feel like I hated New York when I first moved there and I thought, I'm ride or die California. Born and raised, best coast, west coast, you know what I mean? And the Golden State. But, I like it just feels different. I was supposed to leave for the whole summer, you know. I was supposed to leave July 1st mm-hmm. and be on the West Coast and kind of traveling a bit for work and for other stuff for personal reasons. And then I had to like drop everything and go back to New York for work like 
July 10th. And I was like, you know what? City keeps calling me back. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger purpose. Yeah, you need to have that experience. Everybody yeah. needs, they always say, you live in New York before, leave New York before it makes you hard, leave LA before it makes you soft. Yeah. So I've, I've just been going back and I feel like I've been have living the, having the time of my life. Great. Actually, probably too much fun, if I'm being honest. When I was back in LA, my friend and um, manager were both like, we're concerned. And I was like, I don't, you need to shove your concern. I am, I'm good. Why were they concerned? Because they I, think you're dirty Shirley's partying too hard? Yeah, they thought I had gone out too many nights in a row. But the, here's the thing. You go out every night in New York. You. That's what you do. People don't exercise. Yes. People drink do drugs, and then go to their stock market job the next morning a la Wolf of Wall Street and then do it again. So I'm doing all of that without the money and the drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when I lived there, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I made cash, cold hard cash doing bartending, but then I would spend it at Lord & Taylor and then a night out at like Club Marquis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spend it all on... But when I go to meet somebody for drinks, I don't go to like a shitty place. I go to nice places where you're like, why is this drink $25? Right, That's why? where all your money goes. And it's still, you're right. Mar- in New York City cannot do a friggin' margarita. Mom, we're working. What? Robin needs a printer. In the Mom, there's a printer that I bought at Costco sitting in the corner of this room. Can you give me 20 minutes and let me finish this episode and then I'll put it together? Come and say hi real quick. Always got to steal the show. Walks into my office like she's fucking Oprah. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say hello. And I'll get on in another day, I hope. Mom, you were just on. I know, but I like talking to everybody. Okay, I love you. so many things to tell them. Okay, all right. Love you, Mom. Take the dog. Sweet Jesus. Oh, she said no. She said no. Do you see the disrespect that I get? What? All right, mom. How did he get your glasses? Where were they? I mean, Ray, this is what I live in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is why I moved to New York. Yeah, this is why you moved to New York. Yeah. Space. Uh In a city that doesn't have any. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Isn't that, isn't that the irony? Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I realized. I went back to LA and I had so much fun seeing all my friends, but I was like, wow, in New York, it's, it's so crazy how quick you get adjusted to like being being able to do whatever you want. Right. Like everything is fucking hard and miserable there, mm-hmm. but you could meet somebody in 10 minutes. Oh, easy. You know what I mean? You could, you, I could text you and be like, hey, I can do dinner in 20 minutes. Can you get somewhere? And you're like, yeah. In LA, they're like, mm, I don't know. It's 40 minutes. I got to cross the 405. And you're like, aren't we best fucking friends? No, but see, you and I always, we have always been flexible. We're always the fly by the seat of our pants. We may not make plans. It'll take us forever to commit. Mm-hmm. We're non-committal, uh-huh. but because we have to be. That's just the way we live. That's how we live. And okay. then we just go for it. And something that I should explain is, um, yeah, obviously we're not in Spain. Ray was also supposed to come on the Spain uh, trip. The bamboozlement. It's just Chris and Christina. I mean, I thought I could book this trip. I mean, we were we were trying to do a lot going to Spain for one week and then coming back. We both had work and we've been working all fucking week. So it just wasn't going to, but we're, we're the first person to book the flight. I may not be able to make the trip, but I will book the flight with every intention to fucking go. Yeah, that was, that was the, we did. We had every intention of going and we just said blind yes, because we needed a break. We needed that. I yeah. still need it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We might go to New Orleans this weekend. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, non-committal. Non-committal. We'll know the second we get there. Yeah. Yeah, but no. So I, I like going back to New York. I'm just like, I'll text somebody and then I'm out. And the next thing you know, but I do go out a lot alone because I don't have a ton of friends there, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to meet people. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I've been hitting the drag scene. I've been like. You did FaceTime me from a uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn warehouse party 
there wasn't a man that everybody had like on Timberland boots, booty shorts, mm-hmm. no tops. And you, I just say, right, this isn't your crowd. It really wasn't my crowd. It's not. And I'm going to break it down for you. Here's what yeah. happened. I had worked, like I had flown back from LA. I took a red eye, then worked for six days in a row, including on a weekend. And finally Sunday hit and I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go to Sheep's Meadow. Hopefully there's just going to be a gaggle of gays there. Just like, yeah playing frisbee or doing something and there was nobody there. And there was like one group of gays who were just like average looking and I'm stunning. So I was like, where are the rather, where are the other beautiful gay men? Right. And then I went on Instagram and I'm like, I guess all these gays go to this tea warehouse. And I was like, do I go? Is this like a thing I go alone to? And Sam's little brother was in town and he was like, I've been staying in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, do you want to meet me at this thing? He's like, it looks so fun. Like, yeah, let me know. And I was like, okay, so maybe I can have convince somebody to go with me. So I drink a ton. I take like, I have like four shots. Mm-hmm. Bike there. Bike. Sweet Jesus. From Manhattan to East Williamsburg. Oh, God. So I'm sweating. I have a gin cocktail in my hand. I have a roadie. Mm-hmm. This is how you know I'm in for trouble. When yeah, I bring, yeah. Whenever I bring a roadie, you know. On a, on a city bike. On a city bike, you know it's not, it's going to go bad. So I get there. It is a full warehouse. I show up and I'm like, it wasn't packed yet because I had gotten there right like in the lull. Like it started at three and it goes to four in the morning and I got there at like 6 p.m. during the like slump. So I get there. The bouncer is like so so nice. He was like, baby, you got a face of an angel. You could go in. And I was like, (laughs) I am in the right place. Yes. Thank you. You're like, can I also bring in my roadie gin and tonic? Oh no, I slammed that and threw it over the fence. You know what I mean? I didn't want him to see me. Yeah. So I did that. So then I go in and they're like, it'll be $30 cash. And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm not paying $30 to go to this warehouse party. Like, no, we're going to figure this out. I become friends with someone who's leaving. They give me their wristband. I go in. That is when I'm introduced to the asphalt playground that is literally hundreds of naked men mm-hmm. in just denim shorts mm-hmm. and jock straps. Oh, okay. And for those who are the jock straps over the denim shorts? Some of them are kind of like a chap. Uh-huh. Okay. Some no, not over the shorts, but you can see them like how girls used to have their thongs hanging out the side. Yeah. Like the Paris Hilton vibe. Let me tell you, there's nothing better than when you had a low-rise pair of seven jeans on and your Charlotte Russe thong uh-huh. that you just let creep out. And you're like, oh, the color has to match the thing exactly. or what, an accessory. Uh-huh. So that was kind of the vibe there. It was like you had little bits of jock straps poking out and like most guys you could tell weren't wearing underwear. And uh-huh. I was just like, I don't like to be that chafed. I mean, a denim drawer and a warehouse party in the humidity of New York City. I was like, even if I meet a guy here, I'm not going to lick dry fucking balls. Like, what are we doing? Well, it's like when I used to watch Game of Thrones, you have these like hot sex scenes, but the only thing that would ever go through my mind is these people haven't bathed in like nine months. No, nine years. Nine years. I mean, it just, to me, I would really get into just the reality of of what they were living in. (laughs) Yeah, the last thing I want, it's like when you ever hook up with somebody after a rave. You know, I don't want to hook, no, take a shower. I'll bathe, you bathe, then we'll pray to the rosary and then we can do it. Yes, and so that was the vibe there. And I go, and I like, I walk in and I don't really, no one prepared me. I had seen Uh photos on Instagram, but like, I didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I go down there and I'm like, I'm going to need to drink way more. Mm-hmm. Also, it is very obvious to me that everyone there is on drugs, mm-hmm. mostly ketamine, which is a horse tranquilizer <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that is. Now, I've never dabbled in the ketamine arts, uh-huh. but I've done other things. Uh-huh. And what I can tell you is that it doesn't seem great. People no. have described it to me as you feel wavy for a sec, but you got to be careful because you could spiral into a K-hole. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, that's when you sit in a corner and wish that you could only be in the dark. And I was like, 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to take that. I don't want to take it. I, but everyone yeah. else was there, was on it. But see, this is why we have always been pillars of both respective communities because we never feel the peer pressure. No. I could be at a party. I could be at a party with Pablo Escobar. Everyone's doing cocaine. And I could say, I'm not in the mood. I'll take another cocktail, please. I would love a dirty martini. I brought I brought an edible with me. I did take like a, an upper marijuana yeah. mint, which Great. I was like, fine. Like you just, whatever. Yeah. So I was there and everyone's in George's. Mind you, I'm in black tuxedo pants, mm-hmm. a gold chain and a fierce fruit top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could not. Everyone here is uh, at Burning Man and I'm at the Met Gala. Right. That is just the, to compare and contrast the vibes. Mm-hmm. I did have one nice guy come up to me. He said, he was like, I, he knew you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I know Heather. And I was like, oh, great. That's so nice to meet you, whatever. That was the only person I talked to who wasn't on drugs. Yeah. And then I proceeded to just go with it. And next thing you know, an hour later, the sun had set and I was dancing on top of the speaker that was in front of the DJ. There you go. And, and that's I, living, that's Dirty Shirley living her truth. That's right. I got a double dirty and, uh-huh. I, and I just went for the speaker. Oof. I had people coming up to me being like, can I come on stage? And I'm like, sure, it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> It's boat season, bachelorette party season. Hey, it is warehouse party season. That's what's up. And you know what I'm taking so I don't feel awful after day of drinking? No Days Wasted is here for you with DHM Detox. DHM Detox is a vitamin for when you drink. It's an herbal supplement packed with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory ingredients, and is plant-based. We all need a little support when we have a couple of drinks so we can get back to feeling our best the next day. This summer, we're making up for lost time. I told you, I mean it. Summer twenty. 21 is the summer of balance and enjoying every moment. So imagine this, you're having drinks, you're going to a warehouse party, you're doing the damn thing. You take two little DHM detox after your first drink and guess what? The next day you wake up refreshed, ready to take on the day. It takes just two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. If you're not on DHM detox train, then you're truly missing out. How much is your next day worth? For just a couple of dollars, you can bounce back and support your liver all at once. It's a completely risk-free purchase. So if you don't love it, they'll refund you on your first box. This is an easy decision. I've got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the U.S. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash absolutely and use promo code absolutely and check out that nodayswasted.co that's .co slash absolutely for 20% off your order. nodayswasted.co slash absolutely and use promo code absolutely and check out. Nothing better than when you're at the club and then you take over the club and then people think you own oh, the, the club. club. Yep. Yeah this, yeah. this sweet girl who I had like met inside who I was talking to was like, wait, babe, can you get me up there? And I'm like, yeah, just hop the fence. Yeah. Like just I'm come not, on up. I'm not, in, I'm not the keeper of keys. I'm not fucking Hagrid. Look at me. But see, that's the thing. The energy that you gave off, even at a East Williamsburg, you know, warehouse party is that you own the joint. Yep. And this is why we've had a discussion. You said that you feel like you identify as a leisure gay. Yes. You're not a warehouse gay, I'm babe. not a warehouse gay, yeah. but it, it's not not fun. Like, I of could course. go there with, like, you and my friends, and we could dance our faces off, but mm-hmm. I don't need to dance till four in the morning on drugs. On ketamine. Like, I want to yeah. dance. I want to sweat it out. Maybe have I a loose cigarette around one. Yeah, have a mm-hmm. loose cig, get in an Uber home, get snacks, shower, maybe have one more cocktail. If I'm lucky, bring home a friend. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then I wake up the next day and I just relax. Yeah. But that's not, no one wants to relax in New York because you can't. It's like constantly moving and everyone's apartment's a shithole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's That's just why like, they have to hang out in warehouses because a warehouse in East Williamsburg is better than their studio apartment in Astoria, Queens. That's right. And I, that's what it's about. It's I, a real estate problem. It was definitely a real estate problem. They'd rather do 
horse tranquilizers in a unair conditioned warehouse. It was ninety. Hang out it was on their own ninety couches. degrees no. with eighty nine percent humidity. I just think about that and my sciatica flares up. Also, you know when you're on black asphalt, it, yeah. you're just like my my shoes are melting into uh-huh. the ground. Of course, and you're like, this is the end. This is the end. This is literally the end. And someone's about to walk Channing Tatum out on a leash collar here because yeah. this is a circuit gay party, and I that could probably happen. That could very well happen. And I was waiting for it, and then I like un. I like came out of my edible and I was on the speaker and I was like, I'm probably going to fall and break my nose and I don't have health insurance. I need to go. I need to go. So then I got off the stage. I slammed a water, got back on my city bike. And there I was just hammered biking across the Williamsburg Bridge. I took a video. I've never seen myself look more disgusting. And did you post? No, of course okay. not. Well, of course not. You did better than we did last night. Okay. Because <laughs> I may have just, we may blackballed ourselves from ever doing anything with Dylan or Cole Sprouse. <laughs> no, but. With, Very nice guy too. Cole was so We lovely. may never work with him, but he'll mm-hmm. party with us. He, that's, that's right. That's right. Because we're a good time. We are a good freaking time. We'll show you a good time. Now as an athlete, uh, not athleisure, sorry, just a leisure, not a leisure, athleisure. A gay. leisure gay. A leisure gay. It's a new thing that I come up came up with. And yeah. I think it just describes me. Yeah, and 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 so what would you, what's under that umbrella? You so, like loose fitting clothes? Yeah, I like, a loo- I like a loose outfit. Like you saw me today by the pool. I had like yeah. a, a nice caftan, a pool Love a caftan. caftan. I don't want anything tight. Mm-hmm. And also it's like, I don't, I don't, fu- I don't live by a schedule. I want to wake up. I want to just like. Now you just sound like a gypsy. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to, no, but I mean like, I don't want to be like regimented. The people who are like, I work out Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. I take uh-huh. the same. I, that's not for me. We've always been rise and relax kind of gals. And like, you know what? I, I, I believe in hard work. Like, uh-huh. we'll, I will work hard, but only for so long, you know? I had a, I've said this before. I've had a personal trainer who told me I'm great in short sprints. I'm not a marathon kind of gal. And that's what we do. We're really good for like three hours at a party and then it's done. Yeah, it's over. Then don't talk to me for two days. And then don't talk to me. No. I'm now in a K-hole, uh-huh. but it's not a ketamine hole. It's a Kardashian hole. Uh-huh. And I'm staying at home and watch, starting from season one. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like wake up when I wake up. I like like to go to lunch late. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't need to be, I don't need to eat at 12 p.m. because I don't have a schedule. You know what I mean? Like I have friends who are like, I eat at 12 p.m. every day. And I'm like, that's psychotic. Yeah. I'll eat when my body, it calls to me. And I'm probably eating all day anyway. I'm eating when the white wine is already chilled to the right temp. <laughs> and then we can get a shrimp cocktail, yes. a glass of Sauvignon Blanc, yes. a wedge salad, and ease into oh the God, evening. That, that wedge salad. Oh, at Bernie's. Oh my God. Shout out to Bernie's in Brooklyn. And uh, it's literally, it's like elevated TGI Friday's food. Oh my God. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, so I go to a late lunch. I'll probably have a cocktail at most lunches, even if I'm working, you know, I mean, who cares? It's one, it's not, it's just to take the edge off. I make better deals when I'm a little loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also uh-huh. I'm a moody bitch. Give me one cocktail and the mood changes. It, always, always. And forever. And that's, on God, period. Period. Do you imagine how moody we'd be if we were actually in Spain and we had to work the whole time? Oh. I'd be, I'd be burning down oh, something. Oh, we would be punching cars. <laughs> <laughs> like, we would be so upset. Just randomly. You know what's not a leisure gay? Somebody who punches cars. Yeah, well, that's the gay that people are trying to make me be uh-huh. by making me work this much. <sighs> oh, it's exhausting. But yeah, and you go to a late lunch, whatever, you don't have a schedule. You don't make plans ever. You know what I mean? Because you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'm how I'm going to feel that day. Right. And you just kind of hang and you're cute. And you're cute. And that's what it really boils down to is the fact that you're so cute. And that's why I keep you in my life. <laughs>
I got Daily Harvest before they became a sponsor of the podcast and I freaking love them and I'm so excited that we're now working together because it really is a badass business. What's Daily Harvest? Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbread smoothies, and literally more, all built on organic fruits, vegetables, right to your door. It literally takes minutes to prepare, and I love knowing that the food that I'm eating is actually good for me. I'm obsessed with their freaking smoothies. I get their smoothie, I put it in the blender, I then fill up the cup with a little bit of water, and I maybe sometimes add a little protein, or if I'm just feeling like I want to be light, loose, breezy, I just do the regular smoothie. I blend it up, put it back in the little container, it comes in, and I'm on my way. You know, I hit it with the straw and I am freaking flying. It's great. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. My personal summer favorite is Daily Harvest Scoops, which is their plant-based ice cream. Scoops is a perfect sweet treat, plus it's gluten and dairy-free. Okay, they have this midnight fudge, which is insane. It's ooey gooey midnight fudge. So I basically, when I need that sweet treat in the middle of the night, I just pull it out. I have a little bit and it is so friggin' delicious. And here's the thing. Daily Harvest is all about leaving the earth in a better place than they found it. Not just for us, but for the future generations to come. So they focus on increasing biodiversity, investing in organic farming practices, reducing food waste, and even prioritizing recyclable and compostable packaging. That is so huge. Stay cool, stay calm, and collected during the summer heat. Go to dailyharvest.com, enter code ABSOLUTELY to get up to $40 off your first box. That's code ABSOLUTELY for up to $40 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Again, dailyharvest.com. But you know what? It's interesting. Like we went out last night and I hadn't been out, especially I've been to a strip club in forever. And it's really put like a re-inspired me, reinvigorated me. Even with this new Delta variant going around, I'm like, listen, okay, I'm ready to fucking rage. I'm ready to party. They're trying to scare us again. And by they, I just mean mother nature. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just like, but I'm ready. I was like, God, I want to be in a messy strip club in Tampa somewhere. Yes. Sitting name, next to a bitch named Carol who's got one tooth and a divorce that's pending. You Giving know? me her last cig because yes. she, she felt my energy and yes. said I needed her last fucking cig. And you ordered a dirty Shirley and she's like, that sounds delicious. That's and then exact- she gets one she and gets I get it. I buy it for her. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm, rec- I'm recruiting uh-huh. girls who can drink a dirty Shirley. Exactly. You know what? If you see me out, buy me a dirty Shirley and we'll, we'll have a good fucking time. That's what I said about the Turks. I'm like, if you see me on the beach in the Turks and Caicos, don't even come close unless you send over a pina fucking colada. Hey. Amen. Oh my God. You know, rum's making a comeback. I've been saying it. it. It's making a comeback. Well, I mean, a rum on an island I'm all here for, but I don't know about. No, it is. It is. We we haven't been doing it right. It's going to make a comeback. I mean, if Shirley Temples are fucking making a comeback, (laughs) rum's making a comeback. Well, I don't know if they're making a comeback. I'm trying to make them come back. I used to always get the Shirley Temple at our country club too as a kid. My mom would get her house cab and I'd get a Shirley Temple. I'd have about 10 of them and I'd be so fucking jacked by the time I got home and it was always on a Friday. So it was TGIF. Thank God it's Friday and I'd watch Family Matters and then like Full House and then Step by Step and I'd be tweaking till 2 a.m. Yeah, just like on a sugar high. Here's the trick though about a Dirty Shirley. You have to order a double because they'll increase the alcohol and they'll go lighter on the grenadine. So it's not as sweet. Mm, and I'm wondering, well, I don't think it'd be, could you do a dirty Shirley instead of Sprite? Could you do it with club soda to make it less sweet or would that be nasty? <sighs> I don't know how that would taste. Should we try one? We'll make one later. We could, yeah, we can concoct. We could always concoct. We, like, you know, I'm basically a chef and you worked at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Always keeping me humble. 
So between the dong and these warehouse parties, the dong we saw last night, the warehouse parties, the fact that we may end up on Bourbon Street this weekend. I mean, we're just, we're hitting it hard. We're hitting it hard. We work hard, play hard. That's right. But this is the thing. We could be playing harder. So we're, we're just trying to get in where we can. Right. Right. I do know my limits. I will say, you know, like Jeff was very upset. He was left out last night, even though he had played like two rounds of golf. I said, don't come. We're going to like. Yeah. But he does. When you're in town, he gets very left out. He loves hanging out with you. I know. You know we have the best time. He's your bestie. Yeah. And he's just like, well, if you guys are going to get in New Orleans, I want to kill him, hang out with Ray. And I'm like, oh, the death. Don't be desperate. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Also, come back to New York. Visit me. Also, yeah, we got to figure that out. The bamboozlement of me coming to Atlanta all the time. I know, but the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, remember when I came up to New York, I wasn't able to stay legally because of that fucking gig I was doing, which I can't really talk about. Oh my God. But what, yeah, it's been six months. But now, whatever, is fucking COVID over? Somebody explain it to me. Everybody's now getting COVID again. I'm vaccinated. I had it in January and now people are getting it who have also been vaccinated. Yes. But my question is, have they been vaccinated and not ever gotten it in the fir- the first round like i don't know what the fuck we're that's supposed to do that's actually a great question the the friends of mine who are vaccinated who have gotten it had not had it yet so i mm. mean i there we sh- there should be science on that so you're saying that i could go you could be okay you I might could be go. you I might be, be okay. okay knock on wood famous last words i mean i'm i haven't i don't think i've had it i might have had it that one january when i had bronchitis remember yeah jeff thought he had it too yeah but i don't know who knows but I, you know what? I'm going to just play it safe the way I know how. You uh-huh. know? I'm going to go to the places that I feel comfortable. Warehouse parties. <laughs> it was outside. It was an it outs- was. I left before the inside part. There you go. I, I, the fog machine came on and I, I threw my mask on and I ran out of there. Well, stumbled, if I'm being honest. Now, and if you would have stayed for the inside part, I wouldn't have judged you either. Because I also feel we cannot judge. We well, cannot judge. nobody knows what the fuck is ever going on. No, we don't. And we, like, I'm just going to do what I can where I can. And also, I didn't live for a year. And I, like I said, hurt in first word. You know? <laughs> got, I, didn't move, I didn't give up my whole life to move to New York and just sit at home dry. You know what? I feel like you could always say, like, hurting for a squirting. Like, if you're at a, you know... I don't know, a Dodgers game and you're getting that ballpark cheese, which, you know, I find disgusting. But if you were ever in line to get like nachos and you told like the pump cheese, cheese, you're like, hey, I'm hurting for a squirting. (laughs) You could say it in a lot of different scenarios and just fuck with people and see how they react. Is that that title of that? Hurting for a squirting? No, it's Dirty Shirley, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, Dirty Shirley. Now, I told you last night at the Claremont Lounge where we're seeing this woman with a jingle jangle hanging from her tinkle jangle. I said, why don't you do drag and your name could be Dirty Shirley? I, well, I I don't know. It's like, that's an art. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. I'm still riding bikes in fucking New York. Do you think I can do that with a fucking wig? No, you can't. Also, I mean, but you're already like well-versed. You love a Spanx, like, tank top. I don't love it. It's just like, you know, it. that's yeah. the only tight clothing I'll wear because it like looks nice. Right. But under, again, the umbrella of leisure, gay is a nice loose caftan, yeah, like a, a loose- sensible lunch around 3 p.m. that just winds into the evening time. Yes, like, and you just, you just float on by. Float on by. So yeah. you're done with work at two. Well, as now, a leisure gay. You yeah. start at 1.30, you're done at two? Most days I would say, I, well, if I'm being completely honest, I wake up at like, before eight and I work until like 10 p.m. Yeah. But in my dream schedule on the days where I'm in control of my own life, mm-hmm. I probably start work at 1030 and I check out at about three. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm having a cocktail and that's I'm like lightly answering emails. I like I hear my phone ding every fourth time. Right. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, sorry, I missed your ding. I was just busy. I was at a warehouse party doing ketamine. I, I was busy doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely 
A laser gate spends a day just like taking care of their skin. Uh-huh. I just wake up and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to lay in bed. A rosewater mist. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just take a, six showers uh-huh. just to constantly be cool. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a leisure gate loves a good air conditioning situation. Also, like another thing is like you never have all your groceries because you only pop in when you need something. Mm. You're just like, oh, I, you know, I might have dinner plans. I don't know. Oh, I need to go to the store. I'll just grab this one thing. You know? Wow. What I mean? So you always have an empty pantry. Minus it- the booze. Mine is, but full stocked bar. Full stocked bar, no snacks. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Or how we'll make. Listen, I'm learning a lot, and there's a many there's many ways that you can identify, and I'm just glad that you're working out those those moments of your life I'm on this to, podcast. I'm trying to build a community of leisure gays. Be the pillar of the leisure gay community. <laughs> now, do you have any absolutely nots or absolutely yeses before I let you go? Oh my god, absolutely nots and absolutely yeses. Oh, I thought of one the other day. I thought of an absolutely not the other day. What was it? Um, I was helping my girlfriend because she wanted to call in and give you one. Uh-huh. But I, I won't give that one to you because it's hers. Um, okay. I will say that today's absolutely not. It, well, I, this is, goes back to the warehouse party. Absolutely not to people wearing denim and not wearing underwear. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? Can I tell you? I used to do commando Fridays in high school. And this is so creepy. Ew, with denim? With denim. Because it was like a thing. And like I told this <laughs> But at the time, it was like for this guy that I dated who honestly, you know, he ended up being gay. So it is of what it is. Of course he did. Always. Always. But he loved me in my, my seven jeans. Low rise. Oh my God. And of course, did I feel good about myself when I wore those? No. no. But I should have because I looked fucking great. Yeah. I've, you've been putting up a lot of old pictures in high school. And I was like, you looked great. I was great. Yeah. I mean, but again, we never fucking appreciate it. Never So that's do. why you and I are easing into our 30s where it's just like, we're going to be leisure. We're not going to put pressure on ourselves. I did a cleanse. I felt good after Ugh, it. The fucking cleanse. But you know what? If I want to fucking dirty Shirley, I'm hitting it hard. Honestly, and that, I, since we, I will say this, since moving to New York, I just stopped caring about what I was eating, what I, like what fucking workout class I'm doing. And I, I'm on my a game. Yeah, there you go. Because in New York, nobody I feel has, fucking alive. Nobody has fucking time. In LA, everybody sits in their like air conditioned car driving across town and they're panicking and sweating and itching and they don't anxious know. that they're 40 minutes late for something. Exactly. Always anxious. Always anxious. And you know what? There's never a sense of like you are who you are, own it, just be it. And in New York, it's like it's nobody also, gives a fuck. So so it's like being in the South. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Like you're keeping up with the Joneses, but really in Atlanta, like you can also go to a strip club and see a woman with one leg. And, and guess Cole what? Sprouse. And Cole Sprouse. And guess what? They're both on the same energy level. You know? Same, they're sharing that same stage. Sharing that same stage. And yep. that's what it's really about. Mm-hmm. We're all just trying to share the stage. We're trying to share the stage of life. And you know what? It makes it a lot sweeter when you have a great friend like Raymond Padilla. Ray, tell everybody where they can always find you. Live in uh, your best life. Oh my God. On a city bike. Whilst Instagramming at It's Me Ray Padilla. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can call into the hotline 800 213 7503. Shout out to Josh, who I uh, got a Bud Light from and who listens to the podcast. I'm thrilled that that uh, he was listening. And as always, I adore you. I love you. Keep calling in next week. I'm going to get into your voicemails, but I wanted to just give you a, a little, uh, little intake, a little inmate intake from Ray and see how he's doing. Again, call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I will see you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.